Good evening, Island Church. It's Monday the 11th, and I'm back to continue our series on the subject of sanctification. I think it's uh, the more I dig into it, the more I see it as a major uh, doctrine of the, of the New Testament church, and also a work of grace in which God does in our lives that truly makes us different uh, from the world. And not only how we look at things, but how we react to things, uh, how we react to uh, uh, the own de uh, our own desires and our mind and our flesh. And I believe that the more we yield uh, to this uh, process of sanctification, uh, the more it has a work in our lives and the more we're able uh, to understand the Word, to walk in faith and see God's blessings. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 this evening, we're going to look at that. Uh, let me read the scripture. We'll come back and comment. Verse 10, it says, uh, chapter 13, verse 10, We have an altar whereby they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burnt without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Now, I know that's a little vague unless you really get in and begin to do a study of Hebrews. Remember, the book of Hebrews is written to Jewish Christians who are doing their best to come out of the law and go into the grace that God has provided for us in Christ Jesus. They were bound by the Levitical law that produced sanctification through the law. There was no motivation on the inside to be sanctified, so God gave a law on the outside that you had to adhere to. And of course, your mind did not want to do it, your flesh did not want to do it, and you had no power source in your spirit in order to carry out the desires of your heart when it came to serving God. Therefore, what sanctified them was the blood of the bulls and the goats and the sheep that was offered in the sanctuary. And once that took place, the carcass of those were taken outside the tabernacle or the sanctuary, and they were burned. Well, in the same way, in, in type and shadow, Jesus suffered on the cross outside the city limits of Jerusalem. That's where he was crucified. And the Bible says here, it says, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people. He's going through the same ritual uh, that the Levitical priesthood went through, <coughs> excuse me, in order to sanctify the people with the blood of bulls and goats. But he's using his own precious blood. That's a powerful reality that it is the blood of Jesus that sanctifies us, purifies us, makes us holy before God. Remember our definition of sanctification is the state of being sanctified. So we have to go look at the word sanctify, which is to, to purify, to make holiness productive, and to set apart. So you've got to understand, once you are born again, a new power source was placed on the inside of you. The old power source that was in your spirit was called iniquity. It was your motivation to do everything that was wrong, to lie, to cheat, to steal. And sure, you could suppress it through human willpower, but it was still there. And the more you yielded to it, the stronger it got. And the stronger it got, the more it controlled you. Uh, but the day you got born again, that, that iniquity was severed out of your human spirit. Your human spirit was recreated in the likeness and the image of God. And God began the process of sanctifying you by the power source of righteousness, which is now in your spirit. Listen, the desires of sin in your life 
should have been very quickly departing from you when you got born again. You say, well, Pastor, I still struggle. You know, I, I was a drug addict or I was an alcoholic or I was, I was involved in some perverse lifestyle and I, I still struggle so much uh, with the temptation to go back to that. I have real weaknesses when it comes to, to the drugs, to the alcohol, to the, uh, to the perversion on the internet, whatever it is you were bound with. But here's the thing you have to realize. That work of sanctification in you that separates you from that type of the result of sin, the result of iniquity, that is in your mind and in your flesh, it's not in your spirit anymore, that must be yielded to. I like the definition of sanctify, to make holiness productive. Uh, literally, that's what sanctify and holy means, is to be, to be set apart. I think a lot of people look at Christianity many times and say, oh man, those, those people have such great character and such willpower. You know, they have all this vice and all this uh, 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 immoral activity they can be involved in, but they just choose not to do it, and they use uh, their, their human willpower to do that. Well, that's not true at all. It's not human willpower that sanctifies us. It's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that has been placed upon the altar, uh, upon the mercy seat. When Jesus shed that blood, sanctification became available not through a law, but through a grace. Let me just say this. In your nature, before you got saved, was the desire for any kind of sin you were, you were willing to yield yourself to. If you yielded yourself to sins of the flesh, of, of addictions, alcohol, drugs, you know, sexual immorality, whatever it may be, or you could have yielded yourself to hate or prejudice or to greed, or to all other types of, of sins of the soul, uh, which are still sins in God's eyes. But automatically, upon the day when you, in which you literally believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, those desires no longer find a power source in you. That power source is gone, and a new power source has been placed inside of you. That righteousness through salvation makes you desire the sanctification of God. Listen, immediately, I, everybody knows my testimony about getting right with God uh, back in 1984. And immediately, when I got up off my knees from praying that prayer with Dr. Billy Graham, immediately, I just knew it. I didn't feel it in any way. I didn't, I didn't have any uh, what I would call natural manifestation. Uh, but I knew down on the inside, I just did not want to do drugs anymore. I did not want uh, to be involved in, in, in sexual immorality. I did not want to be involved in hate or greed or crime or pre I did not want to. It took me a little while to get my mind lined up, to bring my, to bring my flesh uh, into the place where it was uh, sanctified also. It takes, it's a process that continues in our life that brings out the glory and the blessing of God in us. And listen, many people think, well, you know, we need a, we need a code. Uh, we need a, a list. We need something. What can we do? What can we not do? Uh, is it okay to, uh, to, to uh, smoke cigarettes or use tobacco? Is it okay to drink a little wine? Is it, is, is it okay to, you know, maybe watch a, a movie that has a, a, you know, a few bad words and maybe a little bit of nudity? Listen, all I can say is this. If you allow the work of sanctification to take place in your life, and you yield to it, the more you yield to it, the less you're going to want to look anything like the world, and the less you're going to want to be anything like the world. You know, the Bible says in John 17, uh, chapter uh, uh, 17, verse 17, that's what I like to call the Lord's Prayer, the prayer He prayed over Himself, over His disciples, and over us. He says, uh, Sanctify them through Thy truth, 
Thy word is thy truth. You know, the more you expose yourself to the word of God, the more it's taught to you, uh, the more you meditate on it, uh, the more you allow the word to get into your spirit, the more you act on the word, the more you obey the word, the more you want to be holy. Uh, the more you want to be set apart, the more you want to be sanctified. Listen, there are things that I used to be involved in uh, back when I used to yield my flesh and mind and the lust of it that totally disgust me today. I don't want anything to do with it. It's not like I've mustered all this willpower and now I'm just real resistant against all of that. No, the nature on the inside of me that is righteous, I have yielded to that and that righteous nature causes that sanctification process, that holiness makes holiness productive in my life. And let me just say this, it's not a self-righteousness, it's not a self-sanctification where we try to lift ourselves above, the, above other people and say, oh, look how holy we are. Look how sanctified we are. No, that, that, listen, that's just pride. That, that will not work at all. That, that's yielding back to the flesh and to the nature of fallen humanity. It is that on the inside, that, how can I say it, that appreciation that you have for God and the new nature He has placed on the inside of you. And His ability through His Word and Spirit to help you yield to that new nature. And as you do, there are things in your life you just quit doing. And the reason you quit doing is the want to is not there anymore. You just don't want to. That is holiness in production. That's God's Word, His truth, sanctifying you and setting you apart. And I'm telling you, if you truly see a work of sanctification going on in your life, uh, the more you yield to it, the more you appreciate it. And the less you know it's about you, the more you know it's about God doing a work in your life. Therefore, you don't go out and flaunt your sanctification or your holiness. You don't try to set yourself above the, of the, uh, other people. It really humbles you. And it really helps you realize what a good, loving God we serve that helps us to be a set apart from all of the negative things in the world that are designed to steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. Thank God for His powerful work of sanctification. God bless you, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night. I've come to